Hello and welcome to the Brookwood Ministries podcast. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaches us a pathway to peace. Let's join the pastors of Brookwood Care Ministries as we explore eight principles of growth in this care podcast series on the journey of healing. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Care Ministries podcast. We are so glad that you are here, and we are actually in week eight of a series that we've been doing called The Journey of Healing. It's hard to believe that we're in week eight already. Um, In fact, we only have one more week, I think, after this. Uh, So we've been going through the eight principles that come out of the Beatitudes, which is part of the Sermon on the Mount. And these are principles that are used in Celebrate Recovery in the Landing here at Brookwood Church and around the country. Uh, But these principles are really more than just celebrate recovery in the landing because they're based on the words of Christ. They can really be used in every walk, every person's Christian walk, to to heal and grow closer to God. I'm joined today by two wonderful gentlemen, my co-workers, Doug Wildman, who's our marriage and counseling pastor. Say hi, Doug. Hello there. And of course, Gene Beckner, who is our fearless leader, the care pastor. Hey. (laughs) He, uh... He doesn't understand how radio works, but we're glad that he is here. <laughs> and of course, we have Josh Taylor at the helm, and we're very grateful for him. Yes, we are. Yes. Um, so we, again, have been talking about the journey of healing. And here at Brookwood Church, this isn't true every Celebrate Recovery, we break up the principles into sections. And so the first three are about seeking God, and then the next few are about being transformed by God. And now we reach principle seven which we talk about having intimacy with God. And this, I think, this principle of the eight is really the linchpin of all of them. It's really what the Christian life is all about. Now, it's kind of long, so um, we may just read it, and then that's the end of the podcast, because we'll be out of time. (laughs) But this is how it reads. Principle seven says, reserve a daily time with God for self-examination, Bible reading, and prayer, in order to know God and His will for my life, and to gain the power to follow His will. So we talk about reserving a daily time with God, not as a task that has to be done, but as a relationship-building exercise with God. So Gene, what does it mean to you to examine yourself and have a daily time of reading the Word and, and prayer? Yeah, you know, the intellectuals will say, you know, a life that's unexamined isn't worth living. I think Plato said that. And a lot of Eastern philosophies dealing with meditation talk about this self-examination, but they talk a lot about emptying yourself, which is interesting because what God is saying through self-examination is you're doing it with God. And so, like you said, Josh, it's relational you're not off by yourself somewhere. You are with God, and you are basically starting off your time with God going, you know, show me myself. You know, show me what's going on inside of me, because if if we can come to that place, and again, this connects to a lot of the other principles that we've dealt with, but, you know, now you're being humble. You know, you're, you're allowing God to uh, kind of go into those places, you know, you're allowing them to open those doors of your heart and that kind of stuff. And that can be scary for people, but it's real difficult to grow without being willing to look inside. Mm. Um, because then what will happen is, is we'll get defensive. 
Um, we won't allow people to get close because we know it's not perfect and we know we have faults, but, you know, we're kind of afraid or we're resistant or hesitant to allow people to get close, you know, to be able to get some growth. So, you know, if, if, if you're listening to this and you've never really had a quiet time with God or you've heard of it, but you're really not sure what it's about, um, I, uh, I wanted to read um, Matthew 6. And I purposely chose the message because it's more conversational. And it's a little lengthy, but I'm going to read it anyway because I think it has value. And so for those of you listening, if you um, you know want to find Matthew 6 and go back over it, I, th- I think you'll find it valuable. But this goes really to the heart of our relationship with God and the how our relationship should be in general. So Matthew starts, uh, or Matthew 6 starts with, Jesus says, now be especially careful when you are trying to do good just so that you want, so you won't make a performance out of it. We could do a whole podcast on that. Yeah, maybe we will. It might be good theater, but the God who made you won't be applauding. Ouch. When you do something for someone else, don't call attention to yourself. You've seen them in action, I'm sure. They're called play actors treating prayer meeting and street corner alike as a stage, acting compassionate as long as someone is watching, playing to the crowds. Man, I could go, I'm, I'm really biting my tongue because we haven't even gotten to the good part yet. They get applause, that's true, but that's all they get. When you help someone out, don't think about how it looks. Just do it quietly. That is the way your God who conceived you in love Working behind the scenes helps you out. So now we get to the part about praying. And he says in verse 5, And when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can. The focus, here's the key, the focus will shift from you to God. Mm -hmm. Then you'll begin to sense his grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father that you are dealing with, and he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply like this. And then he goes into the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven. And what I think is very interesting about that, and as we are looking at this principle, is the reason why we have prayer time, the reason that we have Bible reading, is not just to add something else to our plate. Mm. You know, it's highly relational, you know, this is the word. This the, the Bible is alive. You know, when the Holy Spirit takes something that you read and you have a ha-ha moment and you go, gosh, that was for me. That's God communicating with you. And when God puts someone on your heart, it was funny, right before I came in here, somebody called me and left me a message on my cell phone and said, God put you on my heart. And so I prayed for you and I wanted you to know. That's awesome. That, that is. I mean, that's amazing to have a friend like that. But also, that's amazing that God would use somebody to benefit me 
uh, and maybe I'm not aware of that I needed it, you know? Right. But helping people understand that the, that the reason why we have these disciplines, and there's a great book called The Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster, those disciplines are to help us get into a position to have this knowledge of, of God, to know him, to be known by him, and which in you know, which I know we're gonna talk about a little bit later, but to to know what it is that he wants from me. You know? I mean, think back about a time when you were in school and you had a teacher who was very clear with what the expectations were. There was some security within that classroom. It might have been hard work, but at least you knew. And as you and as you journeyed with that teacher, you kind of went, okay, I know what they're expecting. And it kind of, you kind of got into a groove versus a teacher you didn't know anything about who was very vague about what the instructions are. You, you kind of didn't know, you know, you're kind of anxious because you're like, well, is this essay or this, how are they going to do their test? You know, that kind of stuff. And it's interesting because if you look at the early writings of the church, they were contrasting Christ with God, one God, versus all these other gods mm-hmm. that would require maybe a sacrifice, maybe you would get what you needed, maybe it would rain, maybe it wouldn't, maybe you would get blessing, maybe you wouldn't, you know, and, and we have stories of, you know, people, uh, you know, sacrificing their children to the gods wanting their attention, and it didn't work in lots of times. Mm-hmm. But here, Jesus is saying, forget all that stuff. Just go before God as best you can. He didn't say, it's got to be perfect. Go as best you can. There are days when we're more attentive than others. But the fact that you're putting yourself in a position to receive means that you're building the relationship. It doesn't matter how many chapters you read or if you read the Bible through in a year. Okay, There's nothing wrong with that. But, But even if you don't, the fact that you got in that place to receive and you spent some time with God, you're beginning that process of what this is talking about, which is getting to know God right. and his will and the power to follow his will. Right. Because it's not about the task, as we were saying. It's about having a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And knowing God means spending time with God. Right. You, there is no relationship, even earthly relationships, that grow and are healthy if you're not spending time with that person. Right. If I were to approach my marriage the same way I sometimes approach God, I was going to say some people, but I guess I should say me, the way I sometimes approach God, it would not bode well for my marriage. If I just spent five minutes communicating with her mm. and telling her what I wanted for the day, and said, hey, Gina, (laughs) I've only got a couple minutes today, but uh, I'm going to need the dishes done, the shopping done, and the house clean. Amen. And then out the door I went. (laughs) And can you give me 20 bucks? And I need 20 bucks, right. That's not going to go well. That's not going to create a marriage, and it's not going to create a deeper relationship. So spending time with my wife is not checking a box. It's us building our relationship, and that's what God wants from us. God created man, we read in Genesis, to be in fellowship with him. It says that he walked with Adam in the garden. Yes, he is holy. Yes, he should be feared from a reverence standpoint. Yes, he is perfect. He is God. He also created us to be in 
intimate relationship with him. Yep. And he wants all of us to have the kind of intimacy that Adam had or that we saw with Moses having with him. Mm-hmm. And so many times I think that we hear of people who said, God spoke to me, and we think that that's a rarity. And he doesn't want that to be a rarity. All of us as believers should be able to say, this is what God said to me this morning, with conviction and expectation that God is going to follow through on what he said. And I was telling Gene earlier today, like I had an experience this week where I was trying to hear from God, trying to hear from God, and I was not getting any direction. Mm. And it wasn't because God wasn't talking to me. It's because my brain was fogged up with my stuff. And it wasn't until I sat quietly and, like the book of Psalms says, be still and know that I am God, mm-hmm. that I started hearing what he was trying to tell me. Yeah. So this is about relationship, right? So when we say we're self-examining, and really when I live out this principle, I like to flip it around and say, I allow God to examine me. Mm-hmm. And like the scripture says, if you see anything that offends you in me, tell me, God, because I may not be able to see it myself. We do self-examination, we read the Bible, we pray, so that we can know God and his will for my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I read, you got to read something, Gene, so I'm going to read something as well, really short. Oswald Chambers, uh, in his devotional that I read today, this is just a tiny little piece of it, but it said, If we are in fellowship and oneness with God and recognize that he is taking us into his purpose, then we will no longer strive to find out what his purposes are. Right. Because we'll start to have the same purpose as him. Mm -hmm. Right? Prayer is about changing us. Even when we're praying for someone else, God is changing us through that prayer. And so as we're daily spending time in the Word, as we're self-examining, as we are praying, our purposes start aligning with God's, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And that's why the Scripture says that in His will we can ask for anything and it will be granted, because when we're walking that closely to God, what we're asking for is what He wants to do. And that's the point of growing in an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ so that we become like him and we start to think like him and our heart starts being broken for the things that his heart is broken for. And I think one thing to add too, to go back to what you said about if you're spending time and you're in intimate relationship with God, then you'll know what is what he's saying to you or what his will is for you. Um, you know, God communicates in many different ways. And so I've heard a lot of people say, well, I've never really heard God. Just keep in mind that there are many different ways that he can communicate with you. He can communicate with you through other believers. He can communicate with you through um, impressions that are on the inside of you. You may read a word in the scripture that kind of that jumps off the page at you like I talked about before. It could be audible. You know, it could be in a vision that you see. The thing to remember is if you're new on your journey with Christ or if you're new on this attempting to be more intimate with him, Mm-hmm. check with someone who's a little further down the path and make sure that it's lining up with Scripture. Right. Because a lot of people want this kind of relationship, but then they're not sure if what they're hearing is really from God mm-hmm. or what they're experiencing is really from God. 
And so it's good to have somebody. This is why it's good that we're in relationship. We're in community with one another to be able to say, hey, this is what I was experiencing this morning mm-hmm. and, and, and share that with somebody. Right, because God is never inconsistent. Right. He's never going to tell you a message that is inconsistent with Scripture because he is never changing. Right. So if the message changes, then it's us who's misinterpreting. Yeah. So we had talked about um, doing these sort of exercises, not for the sake of doing them as exercises, but for knowing God. And then the last piece of the principle reads, um, in order to know his will for my life and gain the power to follow his will. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean to you, Doug? I think the uh, the main idea that we need to say, kind of touching on what you had talked a little bit about, Josh, is that this is really about relationship. Mm-hmm. And what God is calling us to is not a difficult task. It's an impossible task. Mm. He's calling us to to uh, understand what his will is and to have the power to follow through with that will which is absolutely an impossible task for us to do on our own. Um, So we need to not just figure things out, not just muster the strength to do things. Mm -hmm. We need to actually have an encounter with the living God. And uh, how that happens is by positioning ourselves to be able to receive from him. Um, let Let me read something to you. Uh, so Rome, that all three of us have read something. That's correct, yes. Yeah. Yes, okay, good. exactly. I just kind of wanted to even, just to keep it, even fair. it. Yes, right. exactly. This is uh, Romans chapter 12, <laughs> verse 2, and it says, Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So notice that it doesn't say, figure this out. You know, you just have to somehow be smart enough to yep. be able to figure out what God wants. Right. Um, he also says, too, um, Paul, we were just talking about the uh, Paul the Apostle movie and the, the one scene where, you know, if you, if you haven't read about the life of Paul, you need to because he was a man who had a lot of self-confidence, you know, and he had all of these things going for him. But he finally, later on in the story, after he's been changed, um, he, he said that, I, I came to you in weakness and in great fear and trembling, and my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Why? Um, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power, God's power. Um, and uh, that's, if you've had an encounter with God, it is unmistakable, because what it does is it takes you out of the driver's seat. And um, in fact, it even uses the, um, the picture of death. You know, you have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you that's actually living. It's Christ doing the living through you. And so um, you might be listening to us today thinking, what on earth are you talking about? Um, uh, I want to encourage you, if you haven't experienced Christ living his life through you, um, to give us a call um, to set up an appointment because we want to journey with you um, to, to walk into that experience. Um, 
because really the, there's only two outcomes that could happen if we are the ones that are in the driver's seat. We're either going to have a minor success and become proud or we'll look at the fact that we have not been able to have success and then we'll become despondent. Mm. But if Jesus is in the driver's seat of our life, Jesus gets the glory and the Father gets the glory. Um, that's what he wants to do. And that's what these, uh, when we're talking about things like prayer, spending time alone with God, um, reading his word, all of those things are a means to an end, and that is to have that relationship with Jesus Christ. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's worth saying as we get ready to close out this podcast that that's our goal in Care Ministries. We may not always call it Principle 7, but regardless of why you're coming to us, with whatever struggle it may be, whether it's financial mm-hmm. or emotional or mental or a marriage issue, an anger issue, like whatever it is that you're coming to us with, our ultimate goal yeah. is to help you come to a place where principle seven, even though we don't always call it that, is relevant in your life, mm-hmm. where you're seeking and pursuing a healing relationship with Christ. That's more important to us than the circumstances. Yep. Yes. We want to help you with the circumstances. We want to walk you through that. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is the healing relationship with Christ and the intimate, real relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. because everything else is just a Band-Aid if you don't have that as part of it. Exactly. So with that being said, we just want to say that we are so grateful that you were here with us today. And as Doug said, there's going to be a phone number at the end of this podcast. And if we can walk you through the next steps of what it's like to have an intimate, real relationship with God and what that means for your healing, we want to connect with you. We want to walk with you. Just call that number and we'll be glad to do so. Gene, do you want to close us in prayer this week? Sure. Father, thank you for the opportunity to um, be here and to talk about your word. Lord, thank you for your word and, and the guidance that you give us through it. Lord, I thank you for the guidance that you give us personally as we experience a, a relationship with you. And Father, anyone that's listening to this, I pray that, uh, Lord, you would um, meet them where they are. And as they open themselves up to you, Lord, that you will reveal yourself and that they will come to know you and have uh, the life that Jesus talks about and that you talk about in your word. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks again for listening to the Care Ministries podcast from Brookwood Church. If you'd like more information about today's topic or you need support, you can call us at 864-688-8355. You can also learn more about Care Ministries by visiting www.brookwoodchurch.org care. And make sure to check out all of our upcoming events and support groups on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash in a healing relationship with Christ. Until next time, God bless. Look at what's happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> you said wing it. I can't believe it myself. Suddenly I'm up on top of the world. Just is getting up and somebody else. He's like baffled. Look at him.